Good evening, everybody. I am Lady Stars and Fire. You're listening to Otherland Dreams, and I'm here with Hill Hippie. How are you, babe? Oh, I'm doing just peachy. He's peachy. I've, I've literally had a gallon of peach tea today, so <laughs> peachy is an accurate term. Peachy. I'm sorry. I caught the beginning of Shock Monkey Radio. Dictatorship. Dictatorship. <laughs> you have to go back and listen to Shock Monkey Radio, and you can subscribe to it anywhere the podcasts are provided. Trust me, it is funny, funny, funny stuff. So go back and find out what dictatorship is about. <laughs> See, man, man, I told you we were promoting you. <laughs> With that being said, tonight we are going to be talking about uh, Middle World and Middle World spirits in general. We're going back over all three of the shamanic or the journeying worlds, so to speak. Uh, the upper world, the middle world, and the lower world. Now, last week we went over the lower world. And I'll probably bring up a little bit of the lower world, you know, still in to the conversations of what we have tonight. But uh, we're going over it because we had... We had a request by, you know, a listener, and we're going over them individually, breaking them down into more information so you can understand it a little bit better. With that being said... With that being said, please, if there's anything you would like us to cover, send me an email at hillhippie, H-I-L-L-H-I-P-P-I-E, at fxbgpr.com, and we will work it into our schedule that way... You guys get what you want to listen to, and we don't have to come up with all the show ideas. It's a win-win, if you think about it. I'm not trying to be lazy. Maybe I'm trying to be a little lazy. But, it allows us a little bit. <laughs> but we still got to do, you know, prep the show, find out what we want to talk about. So there's still work on our end. You're just, you're the idea man, you know. You're just tossing little rubies of wisdom that drop from your lips. Uh, here you go. <laughs> or your fingertips since you're typing it. <laughs> My metaphor, I'll use it how I want. Okie dokie. <laughs> but yes, you can always send him the email or, you know, too, uh, we have our Otherland, pa Otherland Dreams page on Facebook. So you could always, you know, go there and leave information or, you know, comment on anything that's there as well, too. So, I mean, you can find us in several different places. Right, but for specifically to make sure that your show idea gets heard, Send it to the uh, email address because I might miss it on the Facebook page. Yes, it's very true. And it's not because you listeners are chiming in all over the place. It's because somebody <laughs> hosts like a mad woman, <laughs> which I'm not complaining about. It helps. <laughs> yeah, I'm a little vulture, as we say. Vulture, uh, I'm a vulture, vulture marketing. Vulture marketing. I'm all over the place. If you like... Take this, you will take this. <laughs> Phrasing. <laughs> Alrighty. But tonight we're talking about the middle world and the middle world spirits. Now, let me see how I want to get into it. There's middle world before, I mean, a lot of the information that I'm bringing to you tonight, I pulled directly from the schooling that I went through because it, it helped cover topics and areas that a lot of people, when they first get into uh, Middle World and start journeying and meditating and so to speak, they don't really understand what they're doing. And they, th they don't really realize that a lot of times when they're just meditating, usually they're in Middle World and they haven't redirected it to an upper world or a lower world. And that can make things difficult if you don't have your own empowerment, if you don't have safety, if you haven't got any discipline. You know, there's risks in this area, and you may not know that, you know, in form, you you're, could be messing with your own head because you don't know kind of like the rules to it, so to speak. So uh, it's critiquing your skills in a form so that you can eventually, you know, really truly do work in the middle world without being... Fold. 
And the information that I took, like I said, that I'm going to bounce back and forth from what I just know, as well as let me jump into that information, came from uh, Shamanic, Shamanic 101, which is now merged with uh, Shaman College. <laughs> so, you, I mean, this isn't the stuff from the class. This was the information from, you know, seeking the classes. So I didn't go into the class information. I just went to the information that was out above, um, when, you know, when you're looking into taking the classes in general so that you know where I'm pulling some of that information from. And the middle world in, in a form is what we call ordinary reality until you go into sh your journeying and then it also becomes another form of non-ordinary reality so it's a lot like the world that you are in right now your physical world but different it's it's similar but different and this is where some of yes i know spirit um this is where some of the people get uh information incorrect because it just has to do with the way they interpret it while they're journeying without understanding they're in the middle world and without understanding, you know, the concept of the differences. The best way of putting it is you have to remember the real physical world doesn't always have the most compassionate people in it. So neither does the middle world. It may not always be full of the compassionate beings that you assume when you go into meditation is going to be there. You may be getting fooled. So the middle world is is a form of non-ordinary reality. It is a fascinating place though. <laughs> and it's good for you to, you know, find you can you can travel the world, you can do all kinds of different things. You can find spirits that you can work with and you can do training with and work in the middle world. However, we I I I'm telling you, if you start getting into the meditation, it is in your best interest to go to the lower world first and to start finding your guides. Start making, uh, you know, I don't want to say a commitment, making a good relationship with them and starting, you know, to be able to merge with them and understand them before you actually start working in the middle world. Because if you're working in the middle world and you haven't found your personal you haven't developed your personal empowerment, you know, for yourself as well as for with your guides. It can be a very risky and reckless place for you to be hanging out. And while you're in that up, I mean, wait, while spirits are in the upper and lower world, you know, typically, like I said, you have more compassionate or at least neutral spirits. There are spirits and other people who are traveling the middle world, who are not necessarily out for your best interests or even neutral. And you can be easily deceived. So it is important, like I said, for you to go back and learn that understanding of how to get through that lower world, how to get yourself there, make sure you felt the breakthrough before you start really experiencing and playing too much in the middle world. Because while we typically start with meditation and we think that it's okay, it is okay until you start coming across the ones that are not compassionate and find you're being deceived. And you're taking that information to heart, more or less. Is there something you wanted to say? Nope. Okay. Um, let me see. There is a number of things that you can look for that are good for you to work with when you are in the middle world. Also, I mean, typically... Like I said before, your low your spirits in the lower world, or eventually when we get to explaining to you about the upper world, your your compassionate spirits that have been there to help you that you've most likely met in that lower world, it, they will come into the middle world if you ask them, and so will your teachers when you go to the upper world and learn. They will come if you ask them. So your spirit guides definitely are somebody who you want to have with you. You want to have them with you, but you can also speak to the nature. And this is where I found, like, in my schooling, it was wrong. I got nature more, like, the nature, and not nature animals, like the trees and, like, the trees, the bushes, the water itself tend to be more of a uh, spirit that helped me in the lower world. You may, may find it's different for you because they say to bring the spirits from the lower world up. To the middle world but I find for me I deal with the elements 
And they're like storms in the middle world, not just nature. I deal with the storm energy, like a hurricane or a tornado and experiencing the element of those two coming together. When I am dealing with that, that's where I get that. You can get ancestral spirits, you know, families, tribes, guides, you know, groups of people in such an ancestral way. You can find them in the middle world. <laughs> um, you can also find other bizarre animals and things that typically you're not going to find. The best way of me putting that is animals or spirits. You're not going to find fairies and trolls and things like that typically in the lower world. You are going to find them branched off into fragmented worlds, you know, typically within the middle world. That's where their home is te technically. So, I mean, they can go into the lower world or the upper world, but they typically stay in the middle world. And like I said, this is one of those spirits that can be neutral. They could be positive and on your side or just completely not. So have yeah. their own. And they don't like going well. to the lower world because to them, it's like slumming it. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, really. I mean, and you do have, I mean, all right. Do I have to call you Cheryl? Because I'm playing with my stone. Yeah. <laughs> I'm playing with my stone because I was having a lot of anxiety before the show, and it's not for the show. I'm feeling it off of somebody else. And it's um, it's just keeping me feeling from overwhelmed with whatever it is that I don't know who I'm who I'm picking it up from. Mm, fair enough. So that's why I pulled it in here because usually I get, it's my dragon stone. Normally I keep it in this in the car when I drive, but no, it needed to come with me right now. All right. Anyway, the middle world, like I said, the the middle world has fragmented worlds, and the best way of explaining it that I've come across yet is like the Norse or Heathern way of when they look at the world tree. And even though they don't necessarily necessarily explain it as all metal world. The Norse or what way? Heathern. Heathern? Heathen? Heathen? Yeah, sorry. Damn. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Heathern. I told you I'm having anxiety. <laughs> I'm listening to you and I'm... Doing some research as, as I'm listening to you, and all of a sudden that just stuck out in my mind. I just got this picture of these flower people. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm like, wait, 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 wait. It didn't even wait. dawn on me that I said it wrong. <laughs> we are the people of the Heather. <laughs> the Heather. <laughs> I don't know if they're worse or better than the children of the corn, but it might be safe to stay away from they're them. They're more hippie. <laughs> oh, they're my kind of folks, then. <laughs> All right. Flower farting hippie crap. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, Lord. I thought he was about to come on and say some shit. I thought so, too. <laughs> but, okay. The idea is that you have these different worlds. I mean, everybody has heard of, like, Asgard, okay? But what I'm trying to get at is when you're dealing with the middle worlds, there's the fragmented worlds. And, you know, according to their mythology and stuff, they give you the realm of the elves, the uh, realm of fire, the realm of the dwarfs, you know, middle land, middle guard, the realm of the dead, the frost giants, and the ice and mist and more is considering part of their areas. Now, when you get into middle world and truth. You know, the funny thing is, as you were saying, each one of those uh, descriptors, I was the names were popping off in my head. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's because you know you you guys you guys have your superhero things like movies and stuff that you go see. But you do. That's got shit to do with no. Yeah, but it's that. all part of you guys' normal personality anyway. It's your male bonding. <laughs> that sounds dirty. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't mean to be dirty. I just. <laughs> No, but long before I knew that <laughs> Thor was in a comic book, I knew of the Seven Realms. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't mean to. Ned of Alir, the land of the dwarves. <laughs> Hell, spelled H-E-L, the land of the dead. Yes. <laughs> All right, but <clears throat> we get back to where I was. Comic books, my ass. <laughs> People want comic books. They should check out Lost in the Long Box, Wednesday nights from uh, <laughs> six thirty to seven thirty, hosted by uh, 
What's he go by on the air? Is it just his name? Randy. It goes by, uh, hosted by Randy. He's got two other uh, chaps on there that I've met one of them. I haven't met the other one. And the man behind the boards on that show is our beloved Madman Lowercase. That's two in one episode, brother. Yeah, so have to not start, act like I'll, you're not getting some love. Uh, yeah, so uh, <laughs> I give you any more, I'm going to start charging you. <laughs> All right, but, you know, like, the ideas, is th- those ideas of those middle worlds or fragmented worlds have been put out there. Kind of like the concept of pocket dimensions. Yeah. Like Deadpool. You just gave her the fucking argument. <laughs> I'm not even going there. I'm trying to get back to where I was. <laughs> My point is... It's like a, oh a magical bag of... Like a magical bag of holding in D&D. Yeah. The, the pocket dimension inside of the bag. Exactly. <laughs> Bag. Like Stop talking about his bag. <laughs> he loves his Because that's not the bag that Deadpool likes to reference. <laughs> All right. But when you're getting into Stop. <laughs> I'm smiling. I know. It's... You don't want me to smile. You don't want me to be happy. That's like the worst curse you can put on a person. Don't be happy. <laughs> I get it. I get it. <laughs> now, actually, I've I've calmed down a lot since I, you you do have that quality. I don't know when I'm around you. I'm like, okay, and I calm down a lot. I've been told that my energy is like soothing water. Yes, it definitely is. I mean, it's very relaxing, and I I knew as soon as I was around you that I was going to start calming down. But I don't know who I'm feeling because it's hurting my arms really bad. Mm. And it just anyway, that's on my whole empathic medium shit. So anyway, your arms are hurting bad and you're very anxious. That's somebody's frustrated and angry. Yeah, it sounds like uh, a chronic masturbator just lost both of their arms. Oh God! <laughs> this, see, see, never mind. <laughs> I don't even know why. I mean, these these things come out of his mouth, and I should just be used to it. <laughs> You'd think so. And yet, I, every time, I still get you. Yes. Uh, uh, yeah. It's surprising I'm not blushing, but I think my lipstick's too dark. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> All right. So, the middle world has, you know, the ideas of the middle world and their fragmented areas have been put out there. Now, when you start actually experiencing them, it's a little bit different. They are somewhat like those worlds. Like I said, you're going to find fairies there. You know, you can find, you know, all kinds of different energies there. There is the, and the you know, the areas of the dead, too. And there, it, like, like I was saying, when I went to the lower world for the first time and I was trying to go to the lower world, I was coming into the realm of fire, basically, when I was being kicked out. You know, but I didn't know this. You know, I, I had to learn these skills, you know, to get the proper empowerment for when I went into the middle world to understand where in the world I was and, you know, what these rules are so that, you know, I don't take these risks and cause problems to myself. So you understand these as you work with your spirit guides. When you first go into the middle world consciously on purpose, the idea is should be to be asking your guides or your true self, but actually your guides to give you, help you find what place is like a safe place for you. So the like I said, the middle world is just like this world, but different yet not. I mean, it can, you have areas that are just like this world. You can travel and, you know, even find lost and found items you know, because you're looking for them in the spirit world, you might get compassion from other spirits and get help in that case. You know, <laughs> you may uh, find you're doing initiations after you've gotten to know your guides and they help place you in the proper healthy place with other guides that will help you do such initiations. You know, you may find that you're doing different work, but the first idea is when you're once you've met your your spirit guides and you started to make a relationship with them and then you choose to go back consciously to the middle world and start exploring and you want to have your spirit guides with you they help protect you but ask them to help you find 
and understand and figure out in the middle world where your safe place is. And that way, that's your safe place. Nobody's ever going to bother you there. And at that point, you might want to find out who your true self is. And your true self is never who you think it is. And your true self, once you finally meet your true self, it's another guide. But your true self will remind you, oh, you are not me yet. Because it's part of your higher self that's coming in, but that has to deal with middle world things while you're still here in this physical reality. So he's helping you become, or he, she, it, whatever your middle, whatever your true self is, when you finally get to that point, is helping you explore who you were meant to be, who you truly are, but you haven't figured out how to become that person yet. That's who you're working towards becoming. And like I said, it will help you work through a lot of your issues once you've gotten to that point. And the best place for you to have to have those meetings with your true self is in that safe spot. Right, because it should be noted that the uh, <clears throat> the middle world is not a safe place for the, uh, the neonate shamanic practitioner. It can be dangerous. Yeah, it can be very much dangerous. Like I said, it has to do with the fragmented world's on top of the regular middle world. Because, I mean, you might be dealing with, you know, those odd things, like I said, like, you know, fairies and stuff. And it's not necessarily so bad, trust your intuition, but I went and still would not, repeat, would not go back to that middle world until you were, you know, started to get some empowerment under, under your belt. And until you started, you know, to be able to find that safe place and know that a guide or a teacher will meet you and help, you not get mixed up with the ones that are on that not exactly compassionate. At least keep you with neutral beings, because you are you can come across deceased people there. You know, and and many things, many deceased uh, spirits, and that will start to also eventually turn into uh, they, they will they will turn. Deceased people start off in the middle world and eventually they will wander into one of the other areas where shamans go for psychopomps. Pomps. Pomps. Mm-hmm. I can never say it right. You always forget the M. I don't know. I don't know why. I just do. I, I, I don't know. But shamans will go and we know that there's like an upper world and a lower world area that the souls that tend to disappear like when we will go and we will do uh soul retrievals not just psychopumps so when a when a soul retrieval needs to be done by a shaman or someone who's learned how to do this information more or less a soul part a piece of a soul will fragment off and it will go and disappear into a safe spot. But usually that safe spot has disappeared somewhere into the middle world into a fragmented area and it's hiding, waiting for it to be needed again. It left because for whatever reason, it's like you turned it off. You, you, you were like, whatever happened in your life or in a past life, you turned off that souling help that was there for you. And so you cannot actually operate with that piece because you no longer have it. And th when shamans go in, we go looking for the soul part to find out what it is. We retrieve it and we bring it back. Similar with when we're dealing with the deceased. We deal with the deceased because we have to help them to cross over. Because eventually, in the middle world, they're going to roam into these areas that are just very negative. Very, I wouldn't say negative, but can be very negative. It's easy to get lost. It's easy to be confused. It's like very thick woods, you know. <clears throat> and it can be very difficult to work your way through. And then you have to talk to the deceased into believing you. So that they will move on because they're not exactly coming. I, I heard one time, and it's the truth, just because they're dead doesn't make them smart. I mean, so their idea of what is in their best interest, maybe what they think is in their best interest, but that's not necessarily the truth. And they're stuck in a, in a twisted place in their, so to speak, mind. And this is why they are not moving on. This is also where a lot of times 
like when you come back from middle world and you're coming into, you know, our middle world, which is reality. Ordinary reality. Exactly. And this is where, you know, those spirits have crossed over. And this is where we also have to deal with making sure that they don't try to possess someone because of their loneliness, their coldness, you know, and they really don't even mean to be possessing in that idea it's they're lonely they want attention they want to be known they want to be seen so they end up becoming closer to people and eventually it becomes a bad thing but the intention wasn't that originally and sometimes it's because they actually need uh the life force of living beings in order to sustain their existence yes and that's another thing because you go into the middle world and more or less you get it's the idea of an energy vampire, except for you're bringing back with you something that's attaching, you know, and it's sucking on your energy, and it will start to make you sick, mm-hmm. you know. So th- this is the things that I'm trying to explain, uh, you know, of things that we're discussing as we move through this, because I I want you to realize it's not even that they. That they're bad or they're evil, because that's not the case. It's more of ignorance is really what it comes down to. It, it becomes an, it becomes that you're dealing with a situation where they're ignorant to understanding what they're doing, and this is where it's not neutral anymore, and it becomes harmful. And sometimes they're even ignorant of their own unhappiness or who they even are. Well, and this is also why they will say spirits will haunt. Because they're trapped in a time loop. Mm -hmm. So they're trapped in the time loop. They haven't been able to find the healing. They don't realize that they're actually going mad. You know, and once a medium or a shaman or someone who is able to cross over and get them to, you know, why don't you come with me and there's a better place for you and they work through that, then they can cross. But like I said, the middle world can be a great place. But it can be a very dangerous place, too. Mm-hmm. And you shouldn't just willy-nilly go up in there and let me see what's up. Right. Get some experience under your belt. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's definitely not a place for you to just willy-nilly it. Yeah, it's, there's the ability in the uh, the middle realm to travel basically to all places and all times in existence. Yes, there is. Uh I was looking at something, but I'll just go on with what we were talking about. Um, yeah, I mean, you can, it, and <laughs> that's not even necessarily a place. You can do that by by understanding. It's the same thing as traveling the upper and lower world. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, once you've learned how to direct your your tunnel, so to speak, and take you however it is you need to get to that upper or lower world. <clears throat> you'll come to find out that you will mindfully, in the consciousness of that middle world, you can go forward and back in time. Mm-hmm. You can also go out in space, more or less, because um, it's not always about the upper world taking you into space. But uh, one of the things, let me jump over here. One of the things, I mean, like I said, you have initiations that will also take place when you're in the middle world. Now, a lot of times, like if, and, and I, I, I'm going against what basically we're taught. We're taught, you know, on shamanic initiations, so to speak, blah, blah, blah. You don't talk about them. You leave them just with shamans who've, who've you know, been there and done that. But I find that to be a false. And the reason I find that to be false is because I had initiations happen to me before I ever started my schooling. And I've talked to other people, and they've had the same kind of initiations happen to them, you know, in meditation. And they, you know, they ended up or in the middle world having an initiation and didn't have a freaking clue what the hell was going on. So I I disagree. Now, there are certain initiations, yeah, I'm not really going to speak about. But there are ones that I've known, like like I was talking about the dismemberment. Mm Mm-hmm. And I was taken, your dismemberment, you know, can can take place in the lower world, but I find it more to happen in the middle world. Right. And you can go in with the intention of let me do a dismemberment because I need to clear out some of my ego energy. 
you know, and I'm trying to get healthier. And that allows me to get on my spiritual path, my soulful journey a little bit healthier. It's kind of like a rebirthing. However, if your guides are a part of your life and they've decided, hey, you need this now, they're not going to ask permission. They're just going to do it. It's kind of like an intervention. Right. Um, and with the dismemberment, it typically, from, from I know how mine has gone. And like I said, I've had about five. And they don't, they're never quite the same. And the idea in dismemberments, because you can look it up, you can find it on Google, many shamans have talked about it, you know, is basically you're being dismembered. You're being ripped apart. Your arms, your legs, your torso, everything is being ripped apart. Your head's being ripped off. You're being destroyed in every way, shape, and form. Typically, it's your own inner demons that are coming to get you and do that. Then it may take shifts and changes. Like I said, the last time, the last time I had a dismemberment was an accident, <laughs> and it, I, it happened by my own higher self. My because I have I know my higher self will come to me, and it's a specific shaman that I see, and I know she's me. And I, it was before I moved to Fredericksburg, and I was just really stressed out. I was really annoying and frustrated and I was laying down to go to bed I wasn't even laying down for meditation I was just laying down to go to bed but I couldn't get my head to shut up I couldn't get myself to stop thinking and so I started I wasn't even meaning to make it sound like a chant I was just kind of talking myself into calming down and I started saying I release myself from myself I release myself from myself and I was trying to shut up head just shut up you know I release myself from myself and my medium side of me literally saw my higher self as a shaman come like out of nowhere appear and sat down on the bed she looked at me and said shush and all of a sudden I was being destroyed again <laughs> so I, I did that one to myself but I didn't know that I was doing it and this is what I'm saying you can end up coming in and out of middle world and bringing that information back and whatnot. Because as you, I always say you start off as an empath. But you will grow into the same thing that all of us do. A shaman is real life shamans. Natural shamans. I think everybody else is a shamanic practitioner. A true real life shaman is born disformed. The idea of a true life shaman means like, Something was disformed about them. They were born with a veil over their face. Something like an extra peeling of skin that had to be pulled off. Six fingers, six toes. Something is off. Is it not right? That is a disformality. And true shamans born with it come with it that way. Now, I agree with, you know, the saying you, you've heard that, you know, if, if enough shamans are not being born, the universe will start making them will start turning us into them. And that's what I find shamanic practitioners to be. We weren't born with the dismality that made us that way. We grew into it. I don't know. You've never seen my ear. What, your pointy ear? My pointy ear. Yeah, well, you have the elf ear, but that's, <laughs> we all have, we, not, I mean, some of us have elf ears too, but I mean, I'm saying a true disformality. I've never seen another elf ear. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but I've seen, I've, I mean, like a true, your ear being a little pointy, I'm not counting. You can count it. I count what you I want. You can count it if you want, honey. But I mean, you have dismemberments, you have crashing rocks. And crashing rocks is another initiation that can take place. Like I said, and the reason I went with the initiations when he said you can move back and forth through time is because of crashing rocks. Crashing rocks was my first initiation. Is that a band? No. Crashing Rocks is helping you to overcome something. You're overcoming something that you don't even know that you need to overcome. And from a shamanic point of view, they take you to a specific place where Crashing Rocks for each, each individual will take place. What I'm getting at is you're using the phrase Crashing Rocks quite a bit, but not really going into what Crashing Rocks is. Well, and that, is. I'm trying. Because Crashing Rocks is not like you're having rocks thrown at you. You're not at the bottom of, you know, like 
a quarry. You're not at the bottom of a cliff, but that's where it's called. That you you are going to be brought into something that feels something like that, and then something else is going to take place. Basically, as you go into crashing rocks initiation. Now, for me, that's where I found in the middle world, they took me back to a past life of something I needed to work through. And it, it, it literally, I mean, I had some warrior shit going on that I had to work through there, as well as it brought me all the way up to where I know I have a tomb from a past life. Okay, so, I mean, it walked me through it, but it had to overcome some inside shit uh, that I did not know that I had because it was clearing out past life shit that I still had with me. So, Crashing Rocks is overcoming something that you may not know that you're having to overcome. And in my case, it took me to, it took me to Rome, you know, and I had to fight over something. It took me to many places that actually exist, but I had to go through the crashing rocks, crashing rocks, like area to get there. And when you do the dismemberments, and when you do like crashing rocks initiations, the only thing you're gonna get is your guides may take you there and drop you off. They leave you. Good luck with that. Call us when you're done. <laughs> Basically. I mean, when I went to Crashing Rocks, I, I mean, my dragon picked me up. My, my dragon flew me to where I was going. And basically just threw me off of his back. It was like, see ya, bitch. <laughs> so, I mean, there are things that are going to happen in these areas that you are going to learn you have to work through. And you're not always even with your guides. Like I said, initiations and stuff is not always something that just happens to a shaman. You might be coming into a better, uh, a more soulful place in your own journeying where they're happening you know, like the dismemberment, but you didn't have a clue. You were like, what the fuck was that? I just woke up and I was being ripped apart and na-na-na-na-na, and then all of a sudden I was a dove. Like I'm surrounded by demons. I'm being ripped apart. I see my blood pouring out. I see my guts pulled out of me. You know, they're picking at me like they're eating it like bugs, all kinds of disgusting shit, you know. Blood's leaking out down the road, da-da-da-da-da. My head went flying across the room, and then all of a sudden I was a dove. What the fuck is that? <laughs> That's kind of what a dismemberment is like. But what's happening, like I said, is the ego is being pulled out and then you're being put back together into a new being. Crashing rocks is helping you overcome something that you're, you're not getting to get to the true self. Something that you haven't worked out. Residual past bullshit that's kept you. You know, and then there's the funeral and there's, and you remember this because remember I had to do the buried alive thing? Mm-hmm. The Buried Alive is helping you to come into a new, higher dimension. And, I mean, there, there are so many different things where they also will cross from middle world, non-ordinary reality, into reality. I mean, where you bring them together. And like I said, there I cannot be more direct on stating as you're learning to go through the middle world and the different things that you have to to understand, you need your guides there because there's so much there that can be risky and destructive if you don't know what the hell is going on. Is there anything you got to say about that? Nope. Okay, because I need to figure out where I'm at so I can get to the next subject. But, 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 I mean, as I do find what I'm looking for, I'm going to, um, I'm going to bring up also, like I said, uh, there's so many people, okay, another thing, and I'm with, forget what I'm looking for. Another thing is, is with the dead, you can come across the dead in so many different ways, and you, I mean, you may be going into the middle world because you're asking questions. You know, you may be going into the middle world because you're wanting some spirit guidance, but if you're like me at all, there are times that I just, be. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm, I'm just going to be today. I'm not really having questions. You're going to tell me whatever I need to know for today. Well, that's when I end up with the dead. <laughs> More or less. That's it. And without me even wanting help. That's when the weird shit happens. And 
for the longest time, I I would, you know, was doing this. I was going into meditations and whatnot. And I didn't know that I was traveling in the middle world because I hadn't had the skills yet. So I didn't know I was coming across, you know, you could just be coming into an area where best way of putting it is like, for me, I'm, I, I was just strolling down what looked like an episode of The Walking Dead. Like, all of the cars are just left where they are on the middle of a bridge and nobody's around. Everybody's had wrecks. There's no fire going on anymore. It's just all left. You know, like, left behind. Yeah, and... And so you start seeing that there's nothing going on. And you're like, what the fuck is this about? And you're walking through the, you know, the, the journey, so to speak. And then you see there's, you know, this injured person that's walking. That's not an injured person. That's a dead person. That's when you're dealing with the deceased. You're dealing with needing to do the psychopumps. And they may not take to you well, or they may take really well. But if you're taking to them and you don't know what you're dealing with, you may also be bringing an attachment, starting to attach something that you may not even realize that you're starting to go fine. This is, again, I cannot make enough statements of why you need to have the skills under your belt instead of just... Hill Hippie was saying when he went to the lower world for the first time, he was just like willy-nilly, hey, I'm here, yay. Mm-hmm. That's fine. But I went with intent. Yes, I mean, you went with intent and... Let me explore, but like I said, in the lower world, they tell you right off the bat from what I was trained, you know, stand back, observe, show that you have restraint, because this can, be a, 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 this can end up becoming a very difficult thing that will go into much further than just middle world journeying if you're in the middle world and you have no skills under your belt. Right. And I don't know how else to go about that. I just... I. I'm all about when I talk to people, you know, and, and my guidance, like I said, I, I said when I was on the uh, show with the Grove of Bright Blessings, we did a show on Sunday. Mm-hmm. You can go back and find that on the podcast, too. But um, I was saying on that show, when I've reawoken, I, I was brought back into it because I was robbed at gunpoint. Now, I was robbed at gunpoint, and at first, I'm a cocky little bitch. I'm a Leo. What can I say? I'm all like, no, I'm not going to give you no money. You know, I was cocky about it. and But it wasn't until after the event that my head calculated everything and put me in a whole nother place. And so I became scared of myself. And while I was becoming scared of myself, I also was creating, because at that point is when I reawakened, and... My all my energy started coming back threefold. And with it coming back threefold, it was like I never lost it. So I was really powerful and really in ignorant ways. I was creating negative stuff for me because I came back in fear, which also had me bleeding internally, you know, and having problems in and out of the doctor for months. And I was doing it to myself. And when you first come back into this and you're not coming from you know, a shamanic background or a witchy background, you know, you can't just go, let me go to the church and ask the preacher for help because they're going to think you're freaking weird and now you're possessed. (laughs) So The devil is in this woman. Exactly. So you have to start branching out. And this is how I got into, you know, following all different cultures because you needed help. You need uh, need help. You need guidance and you weren't going to get it there. So, and, and with all the trouble I went through, I am very big at making sure that I work through helping other people understand what they're changing through, what they have to go through as they're learning their path, because you shouldn't have to go through the stupid shit I had to go through. And it's very big for me. I don't, I don't like to see people stuck in such a bad place, so to speak. With that being said, are we about time to cross over? It's time for Solar Ham. <laughs> That's right. We've got your pork from the sun. Your pork from the <laughs> Solar ham. <laughs> pork from the sun. And uh, despite the fact that we had uh, some little activity, some KP indexes that uh, went up into the four 
uh, indicating a uh, G1 uh, magnetic storm hitting. We're back to a quiet sun, as it should be on the on a minimum tail end. Uh, March 28th at uh, 2019 at 00 UTC. <clears throat> After a small reprieve from the solar boredom, thanks to the sunspot uh, 2736 now located on the far side of the sun, the visible disk is void of sunspots and solar activity will again resemble solar minimum with very quiet, condition, uh, quiet conditions. The only possible excitement will be for Aurora sky watchers around the polar regions due to possible corona hole solar wind stream enhancements. Stay tuned to solarham.com for the, your latest space weather information. Sweet, sweet. All right, this week in astrology. <laughs> this week in astrology is one of those weeks where I'm not talking about anything that any astro other astrologer is talking about. <laughs> and that's because... We have one of those weeks where spirit is guiding me in a whole another direction. But I will talk about a few things, and we'll go for however long I can go until I'm out of time. Because, like I said, spirit is guiding me in a complete different way. Now, we do have a new moon coming in on Friday the 5th. It will be taking place in Aries. New moons are all about new beginnings, new goals, new directions, and trying to set them. And Aries is a very fire energy. It's, it's very bold, aggressive energy behind setting these new goals, setting these new directions. But Aries energy also gets bored really easy with this and then moves on to that. And Spirit is directing us, you need to keep your focus this week, but at the same time, you know, some patience. Some freaking patience because this is not a jump and leap forward week. This is no leaps and bounds. This is, you know, I'm being told there is a lot of stillness this week. So, you know, it's, it's like inner, inner thinking, inner evaluating as we move through this new moon. Because by the time we get to the full moon in Libra dealing with relationships... It is also going to be time for you to be coming full circle from all of that Pisces junk. And you start to be feeling it because they also have Mercury will finally be leaving Pisces at that same time around that time. So, like I said, you should be feeling full circle. However, I will tell you, Spirit is guiding me. I know with the new moon and the Pisces energy and that, and that, and that, and that, a lot of people are hoping the changes are going to take place fast. No, they're not. Um, you will start to make the new goals. You will start to see the new directions. And that is a great thing. You will start going in that direction. Keep your focus and keep yourself in the right spot and keep yourself going in that way. But understand, it does take patience. It does take time. And with that being said, timing is everything. Understand a lot of these goals that you are hoping to direct yourself into and manifest probably will not come into fruition until mid-summer or end of summer. And that is what I'm being given by Spirit directly. You also have Jupiter is going retrograde in Sagittarius on the 10th. I've been saying Jupiter was in shadow with Mercury in shadow for the last two weeks I've been talking about this. Jupiter in Sagittarius is ultimately your higher self having a communication with you. Now, this is a good thing, even though it may not feel necessarily good this week, because Jupiter is still in shadow. Higher self in shadow is going, where did you fuck this up, more or less? Your higher self is evaluating what you want, all right? Because your higher self knows that you're better than this. Your higher self knows what you can accomplish and what you're afraid of and what if you stay in the comfort zone, you're never going to get anywhere. So your higher self in shadow right now might start beating up on you a little bit because it's telling you what you're not doing that you need to be doing. However, once it goes goes retrograde, it'll be more comforting. It will be talking to you, but not from a shadow aspect. It will be talking directly to you of your abundance, your manifestation, your higher knowledge, and helping you get to a, a higher level of understanding of who you are, of what your higher self is, what your true authenticity is. You know, and starting to believe in yourself on a level more than you ever thought was possible. But you've got to first make it through this week where you still have shadow. 
And Mercury is in shadow, even though now Mercury is outwardly. It is kind of like word vomit everywhere. So you've taken all that energy that you've been evaluating for the last three weeks with Mercury in retrograde in Pisces, and now we're walking back over that in a darker aspect, but we're no longer talking just to ourselves. Now we're letting it fly out of our mouth into everyone else. So you may be very aggressive this week and emotionally outspoken even though it may not be the truth. Like I said, you still have a lot of illusion going on, and you're over-beating up on yourself in many ways. Now, with that being said, you also have Pluto and Saturn, which are now in shadow. Pluto and Saturn are both in Capricorn. They are talking to you on the Universal 11th house, I mean 10th house, about what spiritual, soulful outwardly rules, walls, and boundaries needs to be set so that you can come into that authentic self. So where in the outer community are you not... Where are you taking shit you shouldn't be taking? Where are you not creating the walls and the rules and the boundaries that support you and your life because Pluto in retrograde is the only planet that doesn't turn around and evaluate you. It's the planet that starts whipping your ass. It's the only planet that always is evaluating you. And in retrograde, it's like, I'm fucking done. Now we're going to start making these changes because I'm not letting this shit slide anymore. Where before it was just like, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Like an irritating thing that won't ever go away. Now it's not going to go away. It's going to be in your face. And with Saturn rule, Saturn's rules, walls, and boundaries, that it needs to make the change in your outer community to support the healthiness of your life, it's going to definitely say, where are you not changing these? Where do you have to redirect these? What do you have to walk away from? And it's... In shadow right now, so it's hitting under the belt, too. Until they go retrograde, when they are able to actually speak to you in a more positive way. The shadows are always the harder energies. Now you have Vista, which is moving into Aries this week, and is coming right on top of Chiron, which is the wounded healer. Vista is the soul fire. It is the home and the hearth from within. It is the roots and the karmic who you are as well. So it's everything about you that you don't even realize is about you speaking to the wounded healer in Aries, which is bringing a new start of going, all that shit you learned when we, when we just passed through Pisces. Well, what are you going to do about it? Because now we're in a new place. What are you going to do about it? Are you going to do anything to change this? Are you going to start fixing this and healing this? Or are you just going to evaluate and throw it back in the closet and pretend that it ain't here again? So those energies are going to be nagging at you. Now, those are your typicals. And I have a whole slew of your normal aspects that I can go into, positive and negative. But what Spirit is directing me to is helping you understand the bigger picture here. Because you've heard me say every once in a while I go into the constellations, I go into the Kuiper Belt, and I go into different areas that normally most astrologers don't talk about. Well, this is one of those times... <laughs> because the guardians of the pole, which is the Polaris star and Coca, and there's actually one more, but it's not operating in this conversation right now. But the Polaris star and the and Coca technically are considered the dragon's tail in the constellation. The, the dragon more or less is shaking his tail. He's picking a fight. He's asking you if you're going to go through this porthole, are you going to answer the right questions? Here are your questions, more or less. The Polaris star is in Gemini at 23 degrees. It will be in conjunction with Vista, and it will also be in conjunction with the uh, wounded healer, with Chiron, which is the gatekeeper of wholeness. He's asking you, like I just said, did you learn anything? I'm not giving you the keys to the gatekeeper of wholeness if you're not going to make a change. This is coming from the universal third house to the universal first house. So this is going to be hitting in some areas of very close to home. This is going to be speaking to the core of who and what you are, stepping up to who and what you are, illuminating who and what you are, 
but watching your ego here because it's also going to be stepping into the conversations of siblings and friends and family, some, you know, close friends and family, like your neighbors, people who live right across the street from you, small, short trips to the store, things that are very close to you in life. These conversations are going to be coming out. Where is your soul fire not connecting with the wounded healer and its healing energy, you know, to give you the gatekeeper of wholeness within the core of who and what you are from that universal first house? Where are you not illuminating from home? Because you're too busy trying to be that way outside of home. If you can't be loving to yourself first, you can forget it. You're not going to get any further is basically what this conversation is about. Then you also have the Polaris star is trining Lilith. <laughs> it's trining Lilith and Aquarius. So Lilith is... She's the, she would be like the madman feminist activist. Nobody's going to make me do a goddamn thing, and I know exactly who I am, and I love me just fine. You know, with all kinds of attitude. Because she's in Aquarius. She's being pushed in an extra rebellious way of, I don't need you. I'll be just fine on my own. Speaking with that energy that's coupling up with Vista, the soul fire. She is, she's, she's fueling it with more energy, which can be a good thing as long as you don't let ego just completely take you into a narcissist level. She's helping bring the fire out of you that you normally keep hidden. So in a form, this is a good thing. Like I said, it just depends on if you allow it to turn into full-on ego or not. She's backing up you, helping you bring it up and out of you. Now, you also have this energy, though, is in opposition with Jupiter. There's your key. Jupiter is in shadow. Jupiter is in shadow until the 10th. So until more or less next week, next Wednesday, I believe. So Jupiter is going to be pointing out where your ego is actually... You know, Jupiter's going to be pointing out where you think listening to Lilith is the right thing, and Jupiter's going to be going, no, you're doing it wrong again. Because you're stuck in your way. You're stuck in what you're used to. And Jupiter is going to be saying, no, see, we've had this conversation, but you won't listen. And Jupiter is the higher self evaluating the darker side of you before he goes into helping you. So you're going to get that slap down from inside because you're going to be torn between ego and not and going back and forth. You're going to inner, inner talk to yourself this week. Um, now, Kokub is coming. And remember, all this energy is coming out of the Polaris star. Polaris star is Gemini. <laughs> Gemini is Jekyll and Hyde. So you're dealing with you don't know which side of the energies you're getting in the first place. Then you have Kokub. Kokub is in Leo, where the lion roars. And it is trining Sagittarius. So, like I said, you have Gemini on both sides not getting along with Jupiter, yet part of that dragon's tail is getting along with it just fine because now it's trining it. So it's asking for you to take the opportunity that you think you're too good to stand up and do because you are able to. It, on the other hand, is not getting along with Lilith. So it is fighting the ego. So one side of the dragon's tail is getting along with it. The other side isn't. They're making you see complete, full-on, back-and-forth, face-off, eye-to-eye, Jekyll and Hyde of yourself. Then you also want to understand Uranus is in Taurus this week. And... Well, not this week, the, the, for this year. Uranus is in Taurus, and it is speaking to you about your independence, your individuality, your uniqueness, your freedom, your self-worth, your self-value, and your self-esteem. But the problem here is it's being backed up in a conjunction with Eris. And most people are not going to tell you what Eris is. Eris is fueling that independence, individuality, uniqueness, freedom, self-worth, self-value, self-esteem, is fueling it with strife, trouble, and toil, and ego, and resentment. So where did you not ever get to be who you truly wanted to be? Because deep down, you're pissed off about it. With that being said, I love you guys, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye, and may all your journeys be safe ones. Oh.
Oh, it finally popped. Come now, my darling. <laughs>